0: This is DWZ Podcast with J-Rod here, Deleted WrestleZone's very own podcast of professional wrestling such as AEW, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, the National Wrestling Alliance, many promotions, wrestlers, matches, and championships. I am your host, J-Rod here, folks. So, uh, first things first, I want to apologize to all of you guys listening to this podcast. Sorry I haven't posted any new content Um Reason is, as you know, we just had the election not too long ago, so today is November 16th, 2020, which is a Monday, and I was on edge on that. I wasn't feeling up to it to, you know, throw any wrestling content because of the whole thing. Uh, things just, you know, as you know, I don't want to get political, so that's the reason. But there was a lot of things that were happening the entire time, even my own personal stuff that happening so I apologize for that but however uh, as you know I've been keeping tabs with the wrestling world during that time and there was a lot of good stuff but there's some topics I would like to talk about you know the first one took place on um, November 13th which ironically is Friday the 13th is the sudden shocking news about WWE releasing Zelina Vega Now, I know some of you who follow Zelina Vega are shocked too. Now, if you guys know the whole story about this, uh, how this whole term came about, it happened because of the speculations that many fans... Now, if you guys know this, how did this get this far? Now, let's go back to a couple months ago. As you know, a couple months ago, WWE sent out an email to all their uh, wrestlers involved in both Raw or SmackDown except for NXT those who have a Twitch count. apparently before the whole pandemic everybody's been uh, using Twitch either to do like play video games but the one thing that WWE did not like is for them making money on the side but there's other factors that could play it out now if you guys remembered or heard about this AJ Styles on the other hand Admitted on Twitch that he had the COVID-19, no one knew about it. So there's many factors of this. So because of this, many a lot of the wrestlers had to shut down the third-party platforms such as Twitch and Cameo. And that's how it is. Because we have got to you gotta remember, we're in, in the time of a crisis because of the pandemic. Now, this is one of those serious things that happen. Right now... Not a lot of wrestlers... not WWE are not doing any house shows. They're not even on tour at the moment. That's how they make their living. The same thing with merchandise. You know? None of that is happening at this time of, of place. But however, Twitch is another source of income that many of these wrestlers were using to not... To put a little extra money in their pocket. That's how it it feels. Now... WWE did not like what they're doing. And basically they made a decision to have everyone to shut this down. But apparently it turned out it kind of became there's a re- a resistance that took place. If you guys remember Page, Page was against the idea of WWE having them to shut down. Twitch and here's the thing Paige in the other hand if you guys know this all too well Paige is not even a wrestler anymore because of the injury that she obtained about a year ago and it forced her to retire to do in ring. So basically she's not doing anything in the ring. And it's understandable, but she find it kind of very pathetic. And I know some of you who are listening, if you guys follow any of these wrestlers on Twitch or Cameo, you know it's ridiculous. And it has been. But Zelina Vega, on the other hand, was on Paige's side. They were planning to formalize a a union to stop W for this ridiculous ban of third-party platforms. And that's one of the things that happened. Now, a lot of talk has been made because of this. Now... I don't know what WWE did. So basically, there's that because of the speculation that took place. But there's others that kind of was foretold. They're saying that Zelina Vega v- breached a contract. Now, if you guys don't know this, it turned out that because of this whole thing with Twitch, Zelina Vega actually started an OnlyFans. Now, if you guys don't know what an OnlyFans is, it's a platform where um, model like models and... Uh, Adult actresses or actors like to show a lot of their nudity content on this. You pay a subscription. If you guys must know, I have that too. And I only follow one. But however, you have to subscribe to it. So basically, somehow they found out about this and they said this is a breach of contract. Because Zelina Vega violated this rule. Now, what is the problem in this matter because of it? We understand what Zelina is trying to do. But because of that, as you know, she's been released. She even went on an emotional breakdown. Like she was crying about everything. She says she's not mad with the company. She just is heartbroken that everything has changed. And that's understandable. If you guys know her history, all she ever wanted to do is make her dad proud. Her father, on the other hand, if you guys know this or not. Was amongst the victims that died on the Twin Towers on 9 11. And she was possibly 10 years old when it happened. And that's all she ever wanted to do. Wrestling is all she ever did. Now, some of you probably saying this, well, I smell. AEW or Impact Wrestling. Well, that depends right now. So if you guys know this, once you're released from a company, a WWE, they give you a no, a non, a thirty day, uh, a ninety day no compete clause. That means you're not allowed to be in any promotion. They will still pay you around that time, but however, they won't allow you to be anywhere on TV whatsoever. Now, some of you could say. Could she be a good factor to go back to Impact? That's what she was. She was known as uh, uh, Rosita back then. She was one half of the the TNA Knockouts Tag Team Championship, which was very popular back then. Could we see her back with Impact, which back then was known as TNA? I don't know. I would love to see that. Or could she find success in AEW? Now, to me, I feel maybe AEW can give her that because... The reason is this: She just started having a career. She's been mostly, mostly this entire time, ever since NXT, before and Raw, and then SmackDown. She's been, um, how do I say this? She's been mostly been been uh managing Andrade and Angel Garza, but not a lot of time they gave her a chance to, how do I say, to give her a a, a singles competitor run until. Recently, like months ago, when she was facing off Asuka for the uh, the Raw Women's Championship. And I feel that her career was cut too short because this. Now, because of this actions by WWE, there's a lot of fans are unhappy with this decision. Now, if you guys know this or not, when she reactivated her Twitch account, her subscriptions and all that people followers doubled the standard. It just went high. Better than ever. So there's a lot of things wrong with this whole thing with WWE, the way they're treating the wrestlers, the way they're telling them they're not allowed to have a third party platform. Now, what is wrong? Now I saw this on an on a talk with uh Jim Cornette on his podcast. He said What the fuck is wrong with it? It's not even, if there are people watching these wrestlers playing video games, what is wrong with that? And I have to agree with Jim Cornette, even though he is a bit of old school, he's traditional, but he's right. What is wrong with that? But if you're throwing another source of income, what is wrong with that either? Because that's the one thing that. Bothers people because of that, and here's another messed up part. WWE wants to set up their own social media under their banner, that way the wrestlers could get um, interactive with their fans. And to me, I say we already th- that bridge will not be crossed at all. I mean, I feel like fans are upset because WWE, they they want to control the wrestlers, but here's the interesting part. Selena Vega is now the latest example about WWE's practice. And I'm referring to something that took place a couple months ago. Now, I don't like to bring politics in this, but for all of you guys, if you are listeners, if you're a support of Donald Trump, I understand. I'm not here to bring that up. But there's things that are coming out that I did not know. It is becoming interesting. A couple months ago, on the Talk is Jericho podcast... Jericho had an interesting person, a politician from the Democratic Party. Talk about he doesn't like how WWE are doing these labor practices. He said he already been reached by someone within WWE. I don't. He never mentioned. And the same thing had happened with um, in MMA. You know, that's pretty much what he's been saying. He said he doesn't like how all of this. You see, here's the thing. WWE are looking at all these wrestlers as independent contractors. They're not treating them like employees, like not giving them good benefits and all that. And and that's one of the things that happened. And this person, his name is Andrew Wang. Andrew Wang is one of those guys who's in support of wrestling. He's a wrestling fanatic, too. He's more coming from the era of the 80s, WWF at the time, you know, like, like Hulk Hogan the the macho man, Ricky Steamboat, those type of guys. And he doesn't like how they've been treating the wrestlers, how things have been progressing with them. And here's the thing. Now, like I said, I understand if if you listeners out there are Trump supporters, I just, I respect your political opinions and all that. But however, this one you need to understand. Andrew Rank feels that they need better benefits, better treatment by WWE. If you guys know this or not, Vince McMahon is a very close friend of President Donald Trump. And that's one of the factors that plays it out. And because of that, they just don't like how they're treating their wrestlers. He felt WWE has to do something. They need to stop with this practice with the wrestlers, how they're treating them. And frankly, I understand what he's trying to do. But he did stated on an interview that if Joe Biden is elected president and he's sworn in, he will love to be the second the direct the secretary of labor. Meaning that he has to do this type of thing where he has to, can make the, um calls over WWE how they run those things. And that that kind of thing it's what he wants to do. Now I don't want to hear none of you Trump supporters bragging about this on my podcast or leaving messages. But please understand, this is a guy's passion who wants to save the WWE wrestlers how they're being treated. So ask yourself, if you love WWE and you want to see wrestlers uh, fair treatment, they need to have someone who's on their side. And that's how it is. Now, Andrew Wang actually, uh, how do I say, got a hold of what happened with, um, with Zelina Vega. And this is what he tweeted. I haven't forgotten about you, Vince McMahon. So basically, he already has Vince McMahon on his target. Now, the latest example about Zelina Vega is now coming into light with others. One of them is Mike Bennett, who was known as Mike Canoles, who's, who's married to Maria. And some organization seems like they're interested in changing the ways of WWE's labor practice. And now it appears it could happen. We don't know when. Now, do we see a unionization coming up? I don't know. It all depends if it's going to be enough. Now, Vince will not allow this to happen. he. he, he Ann called it fucking greed. That they're fucking greed. That's what he, he said. And, you know, it's true. And there's a lot of things that, that go wrong with this. Now, there has been talk about WWE's practice for a long time one of these guys former pro wrestler who was highly respected in the independent scenes David Starr he talked about this too and it's too bad that now that he can't wrestle anymore because of the events that took place on back in June during the speaking out movement and if I was Andrew Wang I would hire David Starr despite the fact of what he did put that to the side and put the fact he wants to do something he wants to unionize Progressing, this cost him a few a uh, a few things. One, his relations with uh, progress evolve, and WXW out of Germany, and it, it kind of would make sense, but it would be a good a star benefit for Andrew Wang to think of that. Forget about what he did, think about what he was trying to do. Trying to do, he even explained certain things about how the uh, the labor practice. In WWE runs. And if I was Andrew. I would pay attention to that. But back to Selena Vega. Do we see her back with WWE? It seems like it won't happen. Because she stood against him. Unless Vince is no longer. Head of the office. That's how I would see it. But we'll just got to wait and see. Where it goes. Now. Uh. All we can do is be there for Selena, be supportive, show her some love. That's all I'm asking for all of you guys, if you're big fans of Selena Vega, or you're fans of her, simply. or Show her some love, folks. Come on. She needs it. I know she's hurt, she's heartbroken what happened, and she stood up what she felt was right. And there's nothing wrong with that. So, if you guys have the time, go out there and show support for Selena Vega. She needs it. Now, let's move on to something else that's been happening uh, related to AEW. As you know, AEW are going to have another NWA Women's uh, World Championship match between Serena Dev and Thunder Rosa. Now, is there a neutral partnership between NWA and AEW? Well, that's another story. As you know, NWA hasn't done any shows recently since the pandemic started. They had to cancel a lot of their uh, shows that they were supposed to do, including the, the, the latest view that was supposed to be taken back in April, the, uh, the Crockett Cup. And many wrestlers left NWA. We're talking about guys like uh, Ricky Starks, who's currently with um, AEW, Zicky Dice. Allison Kaye, who is now the recent free agent that she was released. There's been many factors of that. But Thunder Rosa is one of those wrestlers that we've seen. Ever since the, uh, we had uh, her appear in All Out versus Hikaru Shida for the AEW Women's Championship, it was a pretty good match. And because of this, this is what happened a couple of, week, a couple of weeks ago. Thunder Rosa was in a title match against Serena Deb at... The United Wrestling Network, which is David Marquez's company, and Thunder Rosa lost, her, lost the title to Serena Dev. Now, this is where the whole thing began, with speculation where people are assuming that Thunder Rosa is going to WWE. It, it, that, that's one of the things that kind of gives it away a bit, or it was just too much of an exaggeration. Because when someone drops a title, that's the indication that, oh, she just got a, an offer from WWE that quick. But it didn't happen that way. According to the um, NWA owner, Billy Corgan, it never happened. He, she uh, is still in the contract till through 2021. And that's the whole thing. But now recently, Serena Dead did put her title on the line during the buy-in at Full Gear against Allison Kay. And then we have the return of Thunder Rosa. Now, here's where it comes a very interesting storyline. Britt Baker comes out and says something to, to Thunder Rosa on Twitter. And I don't know if this is a, a shoot or real life or however. We could see an interesting storyline of rivalry between both Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. Now, what is the many factors we could see for this championship match that comes up? We could see Serena that maintained the title and while Britt Baker costing Thunder Rosa the title or we see Thunder Rosa re, uh, regain the title but being challenged by Britt Baker now you got to remember the NWA w- World's Women's Championship is so prestige in the wrestling world but i think they're giving a chance in my opinion to spark up many of the women's division they're treating like the AEW Women's Championship like it's on the back burner for now, because I know there's been a lot of criticism by AEW because uh, to AEW because of the lack of women's wrestling. But don't give don't turn your backs on them now. I know they're working hard to give a really good wrestling show for all of you people who love. It. But do I see any benefits? I could see it, but we'll see how that goes in the near future when we get there, because. I love certain women, how they the rest women's wrestling in certain levels outside of WWE. I feel like in in WWE there's been changes, and I just don't like certain things that kind of changed it away. So that's how I feel. Now let's jump into another related matter that took place a week ago on AEW Dynamite. We're talking about the return of Pac. Now, we haven't seen him in over about eight months since the pandemic started, and there's been many questions that relates to his return. Like, is he going to reform Death Triangle with the Lucha Brothers? As you know, the Lucha Brothers are now part of the familia with Eddie Kingston, along with the Butcher and the Blade and the Bunny. But the way I see it, there are certain storylines I would see in certain ways. Uh, for example, Eddie Kingston seems like he's more on Pentacide than Phoenix. And I could see Pac taking Phoenix on his, under his wing and maybe reforming Death Triangle in a new, with another new member. I mean, it would sound like a great storyline for that Death Triangle 2.0. With another member that doesn't relate to Penta. Or Penta just leaves Eddie Kingston to be by Ray's side and Pac. So I think this is going to be an interesting rivalry. But do I want to see this come about? Definitely. I would love to see Death Triangle come back. Because it feels like they had some unfinished business with this. They It never got far before the pandemic. Because it kind of messed things up for us. When the pandemic happened, Pac was stuck in the UK and the Lucha Brothers were stuck in, in Mexico. It sucked. It really sucked. And I know many of you guys, if you're fans of the Lucha Brothers, you feel it too. But it is what it is and there's nothing we can do to change that. Now, um, the next thing I want to talk about, the upcoming... Well, it already started the tournaments for New Japan Pro Wrestling... The Best of the Super Juniors and World Tag League. Now, what is Best of the Super Juniors? It's an annual tournament for many competitors to uh, compete for a chance to uh, get an opportunity for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title. That's currently being held by Bullet Club member, the Bone Soldier, Taiji Ishimuri. So he obtained that title from Hiramu Takahashi months ago in I think in in uh summer struggle Jingu and since then. So we got wrestlers that are participating in this one. I think we got about maybe ten. Normally it's like twenty. But however things have changed. Uh I know we had Robbie Eagles, uh Harumu, Bushi, uh El Desperado And I'm trying to remember anybody else. Oh, yeah, Taguchi. But there are others. And I did her. Oh, yeah, Master Wado's in it, too. I remember now. So that's pretty much it that's been happening. So the best has already started. But they're not just throwing one tournament. They're throwing two. There's World Tag League. This is another annual tournament which takes place for a chance to compete for the IWGP Heavyweight Tag team championships contained by who is currently being held by Suzuki Gun members Taichi and Zack Saber Jr. So it's the same thing now both tournaments have the same kind of progress to ba- uh, the point system instead of the elimination which we normally normally see every single time but that doesn't happen. So that's one of the things that I have been uh, following ever since then. So it's already started. It's already day two. I haven't caught up with it because I've been uh, catching up with TN uh, Impact Wrestling Turning Point, which was an okay show. And if you guys must know, uh, the Good Brothers are now the new Impact World Tag Team Champions. Yeah. I love the Good Brothers. So, that's what's happening. Now, New Japan is also throwing another tournament, but it's not taking place in Japan. This one is taking place here in the U.S. called... The Super J Cup. Basically, it's another tournament for the Super Juniors. For the ju- uh, Junior Heavyweight Division. And this was an idea that was done by former pro wrestling legend uh, Yushin Dunder Liger. And you don't win a trophy. You just win a jacket. But it doesn't guarantee you an opportunity to uh, fight for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Which is something. The last year winner was El Fantasma. And I have noticed that already, and I don't know who will be. I have to say the stack is really in- interesting, who they're going to have. And I can't wait. That particular ma- uh, tournament, will, it's going to take place for a single day. It's going to take place at, uh, at December 12th, which is a Friday, if you guys are interested. So that's what I've been noticing. So before I call it a day, uh, I want to remind all of you, this Wednesday we have the return of Major League Wrestling, or MLW, for the restart. And it's going to be interesting because I can't wait. I've been dying for MLW to come back because I know there's been a lot of struggles with the restrictions and all this because of the pandemic. I'm excited to see this. I can't wait to see it again. So, hope you guys are enjoying yourselves. I hope you guys um, love this episode. And like I said, please show your love and support to Selena Vega if you guys are fans. Because to me, it's really messed up that what they did to her all because she was standing up to what she believed was right. And I know she'll do it again anytime over. So right now, let's show our love and support to Selena Vega. So I must bid all of you adieu. So goodbye. Mwah. And have a nice day. Bang!